Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Um, really glad to have you today. Let's take our Bibles and go to the book of Romans, chapter 8. Today I want to get, talk to you about five characteristics of expectation and kind of follow the stages of what a mother goes through while she's expecting. And we can learn some lessons along the way to get into our own life and help us when we're believing God for certain things. How many of you are believing God for certain things in your life right now? You're look, you have an expectation maybe about your career, about your finances, your marriage, who you're going to marry, school, whatever that might be, health in your body. Uh, I just want to encourage you that there is, there, there is kind of a process, there, is a, there are these stages that you go through an expectation. And so I'm going to help encourage you in this way, strengthen you up and build you up on the Word of God because it is life to those who find it and it is health to all of their flesh. So Romans chapter 8 verse 25 says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. We eagerly wait for it with perseverance. The message translation says it like this, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. The longer we wait, the larger we become. So there's a process during expectation. And um, we're going to look at five characteristics. Number one, there is a change in appetite. Number two, there is expansion. Number three, there is preparation. Number four, there is labor. Woohoo! And number five, there is birth. This first thought, there is change in appetite. Uh, the results of a survey conducted by Gurgle, not to be confused with Google.com, uh, revealed 10 of the most common uh, strange pregnancy cravings. One of them was ice. I don't know how strange that is, but maybe some of you ladies who weren't used to eating ice and you wanted it while you were pregnant can understand that. Coal. How about coal? Any you ladies ever <laughs> crave coal? Toothpaste. Uh, mud. This lady did. Well, what's the difference? It turns into mud when you swallow it. I mean, she said dirt, not mud. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I caught her. I caught her in the act. Out in the yard, scooping up dirt, putting it in her mouth. I said, what, what are you doing, honey? This dirt smells so good. She's kept putting it on her tongue. So we went to the doctor for you know, our next checkup, and I said, uh, I, I got a question. I'm a little concerned about my wife. She was digging in the yard and eating the dirt. She, he said, oh, that's normal. I said, oh, okay, in your world maybe. But I'd like to not see that ever again, actually. I tried to discourage her in it because I said, do you know how many animals walk through here, cats and dogs and it didn't stop her. Chalk. Yeah, you crave chalk? Yeah, really? Did you eat it? Oh. Laundry soap. Matches. Rubber. Starch. I don't know. But whatever you are in expectation for today, whatever it might be, 
along with that, things change. You know, you no longer are satisfied with the way things are, so you get a new appetite. You know, there's something about God that says, well, taste and see that the Lord is good. And here's what God has said, and he continues to say, behold, I do a new thing. And in order to experience a new thing, you've got to get a new desire, a new appetite, a new craving. So what you've craved before and what you needed before no longer satisfies you. It's that holy discontentment, if you will. You're content, but you're hungry. A change in appetite is just part of the process of expectation. And it's known. Your expectation is going to be known by the words that come from your mouth. When you speak your hope out, your appetite no longer is satisfied with where you are or where you once were. You become hungry for new things. Hebrews 10, 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope or our confident expectation without wavering for he who promised is faithful. The second characteristic we're going to look at for uh, expectation is there is expansion. There is expansion. Um, Mark chapter 4, verse 31, when Jesus was speaking about the kingdom of God, he said, it is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground is smaller than all the seeds on earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out of large and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. In other words, it's expanding, it's increasing, it's growing inwardly and outwardly. These things are to be expected with expectation. And the truth is, I was amazed. And of course, probably they'll never see any of those pictures, right? Uh, at how my wife could expand the way she did, uh, from going from 118 to what she ended up at. We're keeping it safe today, my friends. It was, but it really, it was quite a, a process, uh, and, and the expectant mother's increase takes place inside quite a while before she starts showing. You know, we'd go, and, and the nurse would show us on the sonogram pictures of what she claimed to be a baby, but looked to me like it could be anything, and, um, but over time, it began to take shape. Speaking of, about two weeks ago, um, maybe less than that. We have a, we, I walked by a picture on our refrigerator yesterday, and I said, where'd this come from? And it was a sonogram picture, and she said, that's Jonna Gray's. Jonna and Brian are expecting. Yay! Isn't that cool? Yeah. So that's one way to grow your church, right? All right. We'll just have babies. The pastors are going to grow it all by themselves. Our one cause Irving campus. So yeah, we're very excited for them. And so you can see the little shape of a baby in there without really her showing yet. But over time, she begins to show that baby's gradual growth, though unseen outwardly, is causing expansion in the room. Things are happening to move out of the way and make way for this baby. But over time, others begin to see it. And your faith in God is your seed is the seed, I should say, of your expectation. And as you read the Word of God, as you declare the Word of God, and as you pray in faith, you're watering and you're nurturing that seed which causes growth. And your heart, as it swells with expectation, it starts to show up in your words and in your actions. Amen. Embrace the development. Embrace the cultivating. Embrace the time and the process of expectation. Don't let what you see or you don't see yet with your eyes bring discouragement or persuade you otherwise. Because what is expanding in you will soon manifest outwardly.
Let's look at number three. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7 says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned, moved uh, of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. The number three characteristic of expectation is there is preparation. And the preparation time it took uh, for Noah to complete the ark, it was somewhere between 50 to 75 years is what they can best guess. That's a long time. That's a long time to prepare. But uh, how many of you today are grateful that Noah did take the time to prepare that ark? Hmm? Uh, We're all here because of it. But an instinct kicks in when a mother is expecting. Uh, It's also known as nesting. And this is where she tries to rid the house of anything that would be harmful to the baby. Cleans everything that she can get her hands on, especially when it has to do with the baby's room. And she's preparing that place with the baby's crib, decorations, and as many diapers as she can fit in that room as possible for the, the baby shows up. But, and, it, and then if the baby's sex is known, then you're already off to clothes shopping. I can remember us going to the store and, you know, when we find out what we were having, we'd just start shopping for something that we hadn't even laid our eyes on yet. And because and, and she had things in her mind, like what outfit is she going to wear from the hospital? Does that really matter? Uh, to mama, it does. I don't care. I mean, that, just p- put it in the blanket and throw it in the car. Okay. And then what's the baby going to wear to its first church service? More than likely, it's not even going to be. It's going to be in the nursery. I mean, really, does it really matter? Yes, because got, everybody's got to see the baby. It's all a big show. It's so important for the mother. But she goes through all this nesting, all this preparation time. While you're waiting for your hope to materialize, make preparations for what's coming. And this, you can do this by simply asking the Lord to help you, give you the wisdom and, and the foresight to, and believe that he will. And do what you know to do while you are where you are. Amen. Do what you can where you are. But don't, don't limit your expectation by a lack of preparation. And one way that you can... You can uh, Get closer to that expected end, that thing that you're looking for, you're believing God for, is to see and to seize opportunities that are set before you because there's something that happens about the children of God. The scripture says that the, all, the, all of creation groans and labors like a mother who's in labor, it, it, and it's looking for the revealing of the sons of God. The whole earth is waiting on you. Think about that for a moment. If we declare the things of God on the earth, this is what creation is hoping for, listening for. Declare his kingdom come and his will be done in the earth. To see his word at work here as it is in heaven. So because of that, as you declare in faith what you expect, calling those things that be not as though they were, there's something that happens. Things begin to be attracted to you. It's like a, a tractor beam from Star Wars. You know, it just begins to suck stuff in. Windows of opportunity begin to open up that you wouldn't have known before until you started declaring these things. Doors of opportunity have. So you've got to be able to see those and to then to seize those opportunities. because, And it can happen in the, in the smallest kind of ways. The most random things can help you get closer to your expected end. I was telling the earlier service that when Heather and I were youth pastors... When our church was uh, downtown on Lamar Street, 
We had taken our youth out for a fundraiser one day. We were walking around the square and um, trying to sell stuff for camp or something. And it was hot. It was right in the middle of summer, and it was really hot outside that day. And we ended up going to a little soda shop there, soda fountain shop that's not there any longer. It was called Herbie's. You get an old-fashioned kind of hamburger and malts and shakes and, and, and soda from a soda fountain, you know. So we took the kids in there, and they sat there at the bar there uh, ordering their drinks. And, and uh, while we were waiting, we have a girl, had a girl in our youth group named Parrish. Now, some of you know who Parrish is. She's married to Casey Stone. They uh, are the worship leaders for my parents up in Durant, Oklahoma. Well, Parrish, she could sing like a bird. And I love to hear that girl sing, especially when she sang country. I mean, she, mostly she was raised on country, and so she, she would go around singing at these little Opry's all around North Texas, but she could especially sing Patsy Cline. And so I always made her sing Patsy Cline songs for me. Well, this day we're in the soda shop, and she's sitting up there at the, the bar waiting on her drink, and I said, Paris, sing a song, sing crazy by Patsy Cline. She's like, I don't want to do that. I said, come on. Everybody needs to hear this. Everybody's hot and miserable. Come on, make their day. So she did it. She just starts to sing, crazy, I'm crazy for feeling. And, and as she sang, I look around the room and everybody has stopped what they're doing because she just got a tremendous voice. They all stop what they're doing. They're not even eating. They're just listening to her. She's captivated the entire room. So when she finishes, everybody cheers for her. And, uh, and, uh, so I told her, thank you for that. And, you know, she was still a little embarrassed about doing it. But as we we're about to leave, this guy get, uh, hollers at us and so and asked us to come over to where he and his wife are sitting at this booth. And so we walked over there and he hands a business card to Parrish and he said, my name is so-and-so and I book all of those, the singers who sing the national anthem at the AA Center. I want you to come sing. And I said, See? See, you stick with me. I'm going to take you places. <laughs> she, well, I'd like to say that she sees that opportunity. But somewhere along the way, between her actually making that phone call, this punk kid named Casey Stone walked into our youth group <laughs> and got all of her attention. Well, now they're married and they got, how many kids they have? A dozen or so? Huh? Five, and then they'd have some foster kids and adopted kids. It's what? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So now, but they're doing fine anyway. They're, my parents like them because they're helping grow their church for sure. There are these windows of opportunity that will open for you because your expectation is pulling you toward the manifestation of your hope. So watch for them. Pray for the wisdom from heaven to see them. And when you do, and when the window does open, go for it. Go for it. The scripture says in Proverbs 16 that a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. See, the Lord gets right in this thing with you. And as you go, the Lord will show you which way to go. He'll direct your steps. Amen. Number four characteristic about expectation is that there is labor. Woohoo! This is the fun part, right? Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season, in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So you're not just doing good. You're not just living your life uh, for a menial existence. It's not an aimless experience. No, when you're a child of God, you're going somewhere. Yeah. 
All right, there is an absolute destination, and God has promises that he wants you to experience, to see those things manifested in your life, to experience the life that he has called you to live, this grace of life and all the abundance and the blessings that he has in store for you. But there is labor sometimes in this process of expectation, and it can be difficult. I know my mother to this day reminds me that she was in labor for 40 hours with me, being her first child. And, uh, but I think she's working on forgiveness. <laughs> but Heather, she didn't, labor, she didn't labor long at all with our, our kids. As a matter of fact, for her first one, for Maddie Claire, which was 21 years ago, my Lord, uh, she's, she's having, uh, you know, we go to the hospital and, and she's having these contractions and all that. And so the doctor expected to see us sometime late morning the next morning. Well, Maddie Claire was born at 3.43 a.m. So had to get him out of bed and get him up there because he didn't even see that coming. So as a result of the, her labor going by so quickly and progressing so rapidly, they administered what she calls a drug from heaven called an epidural. And they administered that epidural, but it was, she was pretty late in the process. She actually, it didn't actually really kick in until she had Maddie. All right. So I, I know Heather loves me. I know that, no doubt. But this night, I have to admit, I did question it on a couple of occasions because I'm telling you, I, I remember sitting over, I was just trying to keep my distance, you know, while the manifestation is going on over in this bed. And, and so I just kind of sat over in the dark corner and I was, I'm, I, I was sitting there playing solitaire. And then she says, why are you all the way over there? I'm telling, I didn't tell the earlier service because she was in the room, but now she's not in there, so I can tell you. What, huh? Why are you all the way? In case you're watching, honey, I love you. I said, I, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know. What do, you, do you need something? So I, so I got my chair, and I scooted over next to her, and I'm, and, and I'm you know, uh, next to her. She's laying on the bed, and I put my hand over her. She's like, don't touch me. I'm like, uh. All right, I, I'm losing every moment. I'm losing every battle here. Anything I do, I figured out, is going to be wrong. It was like all of her nerve endings were exposed, and I was stepping all over every one of them. And, and so I <laughs> thank God for that epidural, and it finally kicked in. She was a trooper, though. She pushed through, and, and uh, praise God, we had that wonderful child. But here's the thing about expectation. Maybe you have found this to be true in your life. I know I have personally, and I've helped try in helping people along their, their journey in life find that when you are in expectation, so as you're progressing in it, all of a sudden things get kind of frustrating for you. You become irritable, you know? And there's that temptation to get discouraged and to develop a really funky attitude. But I want to encourage you today, don't give in to that. You're in labor. Push. All right? Push. Right now, put the pressure on in faith. Hmm? Just even all the more, confess the word of God. Believe God. Praise his name. Don't let the flesh win in this deal. Don't let your own reasoning win in this deal. You stay in faith and believe God. Keep applying the pressure. Amen. Don't give up too soon. Because there is a due season coming to you. Yeah. There's a due season right. coming.
It absolutely, God's word absolutely will come to pass. Whatever he has said, it will absolutely not return void. Amen. But it will prosper where it goes. It will accomplish what it says it will accomplish. Can I get a good amen? Amen. And lastly, there is birth. Thank God. The expected child is born. The manifestation of your hope is realized. John 16, 21. A woman, Jesus says, a woman when she is in labor has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. I can remember when Heather held Maddie and how she said she was the prettiest thing she'd ever seen. And I'm looking at that. I mean, you know, it took me a while to be convinced of that. You know, because your little shriveled up face, bright red. But she was just the prettiest thing Heather had ever seen. And in the end, it seemed like all the troubles were over when that, when, when that baby came. It was worth the process. It was worth the labor. The joy of having that child far outweighed the sorrow of pain. I know this to be true because we had two more kids. Somehow. The seed will produce. Your faith is the assurance of what you hope for, and it absolutely will come to pass. Proverbs thirteen twelve says, hope deferred, or your expectation. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. So keep your hope alive. It's, it's worth the enduring the challenges and the hardships. Expectation means that there is a change in appetite. What once satisfied you no longer does. So understand that you're going to have a new desire for new things in your life. There is expansion, both inwardly and outwardly. So trust the process. Just know, hey, you've looked at yourself since you were this tall into a mirror pretty much every day of your life, and you've never seen yourself grow while you're looking in that mirror. But you know you have. Hmm? Trust the process. Understand that it, it is happening even though you're not seeing it. There is preparation. That is that you do, know, do what you know to do at this moment. While you're waiting and while you're calling those things that be not as Lord, there are things that you can be doing, and the Lord will guide you, and he'll show you what to do. There's also labor. There's that pushing through the difficulty and the discomfort in your life, knowing that you're almost there to not grow weary, but to stay with it. And then there is birth. That is the manifestation of your hope. Because the Word of God says hope does not disappoint. Amen, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Father, thank you for this. Thank you, Lord, for, for the assurance that we have in our God, that we know that with you all things are possible. And Jesus, you told us these words, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. So, Lord, we want to see what we expect manifest in our lives. Lord, thank you for teaching us through your word, God that we, through faith and patience, inherit the promises, Lord. We know that when we hope in God, that hope is an anchor for our soul, that confident expectation. So we choose today to hold fast to the confession of our confident expectation, knowing that we don't necessarily have to see it to believe it. No, we believe it. Therefore, we see it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. That, you, that our faith in God is the substance, it is the evidence of those things that are hoped for, Lord, those things that are not seen. We know it's real in the realm of faith, and it's just a matter of time before we see it manifested in our lives. And Father, I thank you that your people today would be encouraged and strengthened in faith and hope today, God. 
strengthened in their expectation of you, God. I thank you, Lord, that you said, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Lord, may the desires of our heart come to fruition, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to perform what you promised, and you watch over your word to perform it. How you love to see it happen in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for your blessing upon all these mothers here today. That great grace and great peace would be multiplied to them from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.